right, everybody, welcome back to the Out of Body Experiences podcast. I'm Alicia Figarelli from Greco Publishing. And as always, I'm joined with my infamous, illustrious, fabulous co host, Eddie Day from Collision Restoration in Fairfield. Don't do that. Don't do and, that. Yep, do that. The best. <laughs> and Tom Greco from Greco Publishing. Thank you. Good to be here. This episode is sponsored by Matthews Auto Supplies, the Tri-State Area's premier distributor serving New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. And we will get to talking more about them in a few. But in the meantime, what's new with you, Eddie? Shout out to my friend, Matt Serino. He's my he's my guy and uh, car guy, you know, solid guy all, to, all around, knows the business, a hell of a custom painter. You know, it's the kind of guy you connect with. So he works for Matthews also. And uh, I wanted to give him a little... Just a little hello, okay? What's new with me? I don't know. What's new? It's not, you know, it's, it's the auto body industry. It's a, it's day to day. By the time you get to the other side of the shop to do something, you forgot where you were. And I, and I love, and I love shops that tell you they got it all nailed down. They got it all nailed down, and they're so full of shit because their 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 business has the same problems as my shop does. You know, I listen. Granted, if somebody came in and bought my shop, they'd make a clean sweep. They'd change it. We get comfortable in life. We we do. We get comfortable with our spouses. We get comfortable in our businesses, you know. But everybody, you know, that guy that tells you he's got an all day down is just full of it because this changes moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And we deal with the same employees, you know, and the same problems and their family problems. So, you know what? As, a, as an industry, I think we should stop bullshitting each other, okay? And should be more honest with what goes on in and out of our businesses. And I bet you our business will run better when somebody is up front and tells you, yes, I have this problem. This is how I handle it. Instead of shutting it down, you know, and, oh, oh God, we don't do that. We drive, well, everything is perfect. My, you know, that's crap. Let me put these on. And now I, I see you guys better. So I know I feel old, but it works. Um, you know, listen. This is a hard business, and it's only hard when you care. Like life, this is only hard when you give a shit. You know, I like guys that I, I admire guys that do like just have a great day, and the day to day stuff doesn't bother them as much. Maybe their maybe their quality is marginal. I, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe their quality is wonderful. Maybe they have less problems than me, but they they let it roll. They let it roll off their off their they're back. I can't do that. This is hard for me because I care every day, you know, and, and when you care like life and love and friendships, it's just difficult, you know, it's all there is to it. It's well, just, it's can you he, can he care too much? much? Yeah. Can he care too much? Yeah. I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah. The so guys I, that get out of the business and just stroke a check, somebody strokes a check and they go like this and they get out and they walk away and they're smiling, you know, but for me to, to do that right now, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of attached to it, you know, so can you care too much? I guess you, I guess you can. Because you started it from nothing. So like it's your. It's like, different. I didn't adopt, I didn't inherit a dad's shop or like that. So it's different. I went came to an empty building with a couple hundred bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's done okay. It's ups and downs. I probably uh, kept people too long sometimes. You know, we're all afraid to let people go sometimes, stuff like that. But it's 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 a great business. It really is. But it's it's work. It's work if you care. Yeah. Well, it's more you care more than you should sometimes. Like sometimes, there's certain things. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I, I, everybody that doesn't give a shit lived. My uncle Romeo was 
he, the, the, the rumor was when he died, he was so crooked, they were going to screw him into the ground instead of burying him in a casket, right? So, <laughs> and Tommy knows, he had a lot of, listen, he had a lot of power, okay? And Tom knows that. Tom's, Tom's family were, knew him. And he died sitting up in a chair at 99 and a half. Just, just went out, right? He didn't give a shit for anybody. <laughs> he, he never gave a fiddler's screw. He didn't, you know, nothing else mattered but Romeo. Mm. He lived a long life. Was it was it pleasurable, full of love? Eh, whatever, you know, no, no. So he had a couple of shitty years. <laughs> I mean, but he lived in 99 and a half. You know, it's a good run. Mm. Drank like a fish, womanized his entire life. You know, I, I said it, kind of my hero for a while. I was a kid. I'm like, oh, Uncle Romeo's doing okay, you know. But, uh, but a tough guy didn't care about anybody, and he lived a long life. So, Which is amazing. Only I remember, I guess, meeting Romeo. Uh, my he was related to my wife's family, so I, I didn't know of him. But he, uh, I met him at a at a barbecue, and he looked like he was just uh, he stepped out of The Godfather. He had the hat on, you know, the, the Panama hat on, and you know, sat in the corner with the pen. I think he had the pencil thin pencil thin mustache, Absolutely. and right, very nice and. Uh, then, you know, I, I think I told you I met him and then you, you filled me in all the background. I was like, oh, okay. So if I have a problem, <laughs> if I, have a problem I call Uncle Romeo, right? <laughs> yeah, fa family picnic at Suntan Lake in New, Weber, in New Jersey, okay, years ago. So they closed the whole lake for this party, right? I'm with my first wife, God rest her soul, this little blonde from, from Bloomfield, little, Pol little Polish girl from St. Val, up near St. Val's. Romeo comes in with the boot right the boots got two bodyguards romeo's got two bodyguards and my brother leans over we're sitting on this wooden fence and my brother leans over and said your nice american wife has no idea what's going on here does she <laughs> just like that and then you know and there were all the new york guys paying tribute to romeo it was his birthday it was his 70th or 60th something like that i remember it's a long time ago but yeah, that's because your wife has no idea. I said, no, she doesn't. She has no clue what, this, <laughs> what these people are capable of. <laughs> this is the 70s. The mob was still full bore, you know. It was an interesting uh, upbringing. I, I stayed isolated from it because that's the way I was raised. But there was a part of the family that was infamous. <laughs> so uh, anyhow. They were good fellows. Good fellows. They were good. They were good. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were, they were, they were, they were real live wise guys. Yeah, they really were the real thing. You know, well, they think, so, you know, it, the Sopranos, it, all that was very close to the truth in the area. that Well, we grew up David in. Chase, David Chase was talking to somebody because <laughs> yeah. stuff was, the names were real. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, the like uh, Russo, that was uh, what's the name? I can't say the word on what they named his nickname was Pussy was his name. OK, but it was but he was that's a real guy. They lived there were two brothers in Long Branch. He was killed in Long Branch. So that those are real, real characters. David Chase knew and talk to somebody older mm. there's no doubt because it was too close too close to the vest it was too yeah. you know too obvious you know but anyhow that's that was then this is now and and but uh, yeah but you're right if you if you care too much which i see a lot of in the auto body industry i mean more i'm not going to say more so than other in the other industries but the vast majority of the shop owners that i know absolutely care too much no, and, no doubt about it and you know that's no that's but you know we're a publishing company and we obviously i think we care too much <laughs> yeah. you know and you know but it, it's amazing like you said in comparison to like someone like romeo like uh 
you know, I've been, my family has a history of heart disease, right? And, and uh, my one brother who nothing bothers him, goes one, one ear out the other. He has all his hair. <laughs> and, yeah. and and he doesn't yeah. have heart and he doesn't have heart problems yeah. so you know yeah. it, it, it's really it's, it's well, life it's only hard when you care yeah and it just you know the, the same shit you know that's it's, that's these are i don't know it, it, romeo could sleep on a friggin' picket fence i swear <laughs> to god you know, we'd fall asleep like this and and the, like let a cat nap went back to work hard-working guys don't get me wrong they had a great business they got involved with some crap i think it was some you know some counterfeiting. I think it was treasury bonds. Actually, it was kind of big. It was it was a big thing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was federal. This was the the oh. FBI was all over Newark. It was a, it was the craziest thing for a while. But anyway, expire. Can we talk about this legally? I I, I don't know. It, it's old news, and uh, and and they're all dead, so they can't have me clipped. <laughs> the opinions expressed by AJ do not reflect those of Tom Parker. Friggin' dead now, so <laughs> it's a Romeo. You want to run that disclaimer, Tom? <laughs> if I don't answer the phone tomorrow, I might have gotten a car accident. I, don't know. I have no idea what happened. There's some, there's some concrete shoes waiting for you outside the shop right now. Yeah. I was at a restaurant once, and somebody said, "Who are your family?" I said, "Matias." The guy, the guy goes, "It was a, it was a doctor, a bunch of doctors sitting at a table at the Belmont." And he goes, "I never saw the accident. I swear to God." <laughs> That's when I realized everybody knew my family. <laughs> But uh, that's not how I started my business, everyone, okay? That's not how I conduct myself. These are just little stories, okay? Just fun little anecdotes, okay? So anyhow, this is turning. This is, this is turning into uh, Alicia's kind of podcast, the true crime. Yeah, not yet, not yet. But so going back to what you were saying, we're a publishing company. We're not an auto body shop, but there's a lot of parallels because we're both small businesses in a lot of cases, small businesses you you become tight with people over the years and like you want to do a good job because they're like whether it's a longtime customer that you have come in with their car over the years and now their kid comes in with their car grandchildren grandchildren yeah yeah grandchildren or like their sister comes to you because she got referred whatever you get to know these people they become close with you and then you start to care maybe more than you should same with us where you have customers for a long time you develop relationships with and sometimes maybe you care a, a good amount, like you care as you should, but then there's other instances where you care a little bit too much. Like maybe you have a bad employee, like over the years we've had our, our luckily not too many of them, but every once in a while, there's been one that we're like, shit, we, what are we going to do with this right, person? What do we do? We carry yeah. them too long. Right. We and, carry them I mean, too long. I guess it's a good, it's a good mix because like, obviously Tom's the top boss, but he's so nice. Like he's, he always sees the best in people and like cares. Like he, he does, he's the epitome. I'll talk to you. Like, you're not here. I'll talk about you, but like cares too much sometimes. Whereas I'm like, fuck him, dead meat, dead weight. Let him go. Let's go cut the, whatever you call that, cut the dead weight and let's move on. But it, you need that, you need that caring personality to be a good boss. I think where like, maybe they need another chance. Maybe they have some stuff going on at home. Maybe we should talk to them and say, hey, you're heading down a bad path here. And a few times that's happened and it's righted itself and it worked out okay. And then another couple of times we're like, why didn't we get rid of them six months early? <laughs> and when you fire somebody and he says, you should have got rid of me a year ago. You want to punch him in the face. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. it just crashes and burns. Yeah. Like, what were you waiting for? You know, that kind of shit. 
Hey, listen, I put an I put an ad in for a guy. I write, we respect your personal time and space. Mm-hmm. I do that, and that's because a lot of owners don't. And you really have to understand these guys have lives. They have handicapped children. They have they have uh, uh, marital problems. They they have illnesses in their family. Uh, aging parents. You think you can't expect? It's not the big red boat where everybody comes in smiling with freaking jelly all over their fucking face. It's a <laughs> It's a, it's a fucking body shop, <laughs> you know, fucking Mickey ears. You come in, you're working your ass off in a tough environment. Uh-huh. Okay. A, a bunch of years ago, there was someone that had to go and we had gone back and forth with them and they had been spoken to a few times. And then it came to the point where we're like, okay, they have to go. And Tom did it himself. Like he didn't make me involved in the process. Thank God. But I was waiting. It was like a mob hit. Cause I was waiting for the text of it's done. <laughs> And then I'm like, like the whole time I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I know what's happening. I know what's happening. And instead of being like um, De Niro in the phone booth, I was the it's opposite. Gone. I was it's like, gone. finally it's done. It's gone. And there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. No, but I was like, goodbye. Like, I thank God they left. But, um, but because of both of us, like we were dreading it because we cared, even though there was, you know, 12 reasons why on paper, someone's got to go you still if care you enjoy that Good. something's wrong alicia if you enjoy it something's wrong yeah that's all there is to it something, yeah. you, you, there's not something wrong with you you know we had what we had what we had one employee that uh we fired her or i fired her um it just didn't work out it wasn't it wasn't like uh she wasn't doing anything bad it just didn't work out but uh she had the key to the office so the day i don't know maybe i, I gave her maybe a week to go or whatever, whatever the situation was. Anyway, my our office is in the same town in which I live. So Sunday night, I'm coming back from a movie about 11 o'clock. And I drive by the office, and the light's on in her office. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I'm texting oh, Alicia, probably waking her up. And I'm like, "What? should I go up there? I mean, what if she's up there with somebody who's trying to rob us? Or And uh, it turns out it was nothing. But again, that's that's... Yeah. You think you think the best of people, but then when you get into a situation like that, and you you're too nice, uh, you never know what could happen. Thankfully, nothing was going on, at least that we ever found out about. But I found it. Well, I found I found that I found that that was very weird that she was in there on a Sunday night at 11 p.m. after she, she got herself? fired. She I, I, I don't know. I'll never know. I didn't go in. I didn't go in. There's a lot of things we have in business that we don't talk about. You know, there's a lot of things that we should talk about. Um, you know, but you know. Problems in a body shop are like there's certain things that you, we we don't discuss. It's like Cialis, you know, or Viagra. None of your friends get together <laughs> and talk about abusing the shits. Okay, <laughs> nobody talks about that. I mean, it's like, oh, what's wrong with him? Yeah, you know. So no, I'm serious. It's it's it, you know. Listen, I think I think cannabis should be discussed. I think the fact that once they legalize this. Mm-hmm. And nobody talks about it. And nobody's brought it up. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah, they, you they don't test for it. Police can't test for it yet. Cannabis is going to be an issue in our in our businesses. And you know, it's something is that hasn't been discussed. No, you know, Tom. Uh, Tom is the uh, the resident expert, right? You're hanging around dispensaries now. You can talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, let's not say that. I I actually did go to. A dispensary uh well it's legal in jersey here yeah, for, what? for, right for, about, for about, a, about a year i guess i don't know how long has it been yeah, legal legal in jersey. Uh, yeah a little, a little over a year mm-hmm. well i had a, i'm having some back problems so i uh, i went over there to get some uh cbd cream i guess that's what it's called 
to help yeah, with, with the with the paint. Um, and I, I honestly, honest to God, I've never smoked marijuana or pot in my life, so uh, it was a very weird experience for me just to be in that place. Um, but anyway, I, it's uh, Eddie brought up a good point since there's really no testing in it, and it's it's not apparently it's not as hard and not as easy to uh, to figure out somebody's doing it like alcohol. I mean, working in a body shop with all the equipment and all the dangerous oh, things. Oh, no, listen. How, how do you deal with know. how do you deal with that? And that, well, that's going to be a problem. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not dealing with it right now, but I'm sure it's going to. It has to happen. We're, yeah. We have a, we have if we do, we have a younger group coming into the shop. It it may be something that's going to arise. How do we handle it? What do we do? There's no testing right now. Yeah. Um. It, it's and since they legalize it. When you walk down the streets in New York, all you do is smell pot. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's getting high. Yeah. And I, you know, of course it was sold, you know, with the whole medical thing and the cancer and oh, it takes the pain away. It does all this shit. It's gonna save the goddamn world. But the reality is probably more people smoking it now because there's it's okay. Because you can, you yeah. know. But then again, why can't I walk down the street with a fucking gin and tonic? <laughs> you know, you can you can walk down the street smoking a bone. But how come I can't have a beer in my hand? You know, there's a lot of questions. And again, the police have the biggest, the toughest job. I admire all these cops because they got their hands tied behind their back with the camera and all the crap. And they just can't do their job anymore. You know, because sometimes that guy in that car is a wise guy and he's got a big mouth. Okay. And you know what? When I was younger and you wise off to wax off to talk back to a cop. You end up behind Firestone getting the crap kicked out of you on Bloomfield Avenue. It was her famous shit kicking spot. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't, you, you know, or you got a nightstick across your calves, you know, and you were like, yes, sir. You know, so. But the but only, that, the thing that, I mean, I know in our employee handbook, we have, you know, obviously it says that you could be drug tested at any time. Do you have that? Yeah, I do. How, so, much do you, how much do you do? Well, it? no, exactly. We've never done it in, in right. thirty-five in thirty-five years. But how that may be you? that may be something that has to come into effect. It it may. But it may. but let me ask you this: What if you're? It's like alcohol. Like if you go out on Friday night and you get drunk and you're back at work on Monday. Yeah. If you drink, but if you drank, it's gone. If you smoked weed on Friday night and you go to work on Monday, you could be stone cold sober and it's still in your system. It stays yeah. in your hair for thirty days, I think. It that's that's the point of all this yeah so you can always deny that unless the guy's like falling down or the girl's falling down and they look like you know cheech and chong with the the eyes <laughs> probably probably more dangerous being drunk you know nobody gets yeah. no you know uh, uh, listen alcohol is a nasty and it's yeah. a it's an angry drug you know no one goes home and beats the living crap out of their family after smoking a joint no, it's they go to never, they go It's to never happened. It's never happened. You know? I think um, people who are high tend to drive more carefully because parents. Yeah, 10 miles an hour in a fast lane uh, in a parkway. Yeah. <laughs> you never get, you can't get killed at 20 miles an hour. <laughs> they're sitting at a stoplight for three hours because they're waiting for it to turn green. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a lot different. And how do you. Unless they make one of those and this shit's strong, Alicia. Yeah. This, 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 just, this, 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 illegal? It's a, a friend of mine's telling me a story, and I got I'll tell it, and I'll, I'll get off this pot thing, man. It's a funny story, anyhow. My friend said, 
He's in, this is a million years ago. His brother hands him a joint and says, look, don't smoke it in the car. It's too condensed. So anyhow, he goes, they're driving down route. This is guys on the show. I'm not making this up. I can't make it up this quick. They're driving down route 46. He goes, and all of a sudden he looked down the base of the seat and there's sequential lights blinking on the bottom of the car seat. Okay. The windshield, <laughs> the windshield flipped open real slow and he shot out of the car. He, this is how strong this shit was. He shot out of the car and he was riding the seat. He looked down at Wallbrook Mall, the money store, all that. <laughs> He's telling me the story. And I'm like, I go, he told you not to smoke it in the car. Like we're laughing. His name was Mike and he was the funniest guy in the world. He tells it way better than me. He says, and the seat went right back down to the car, the windshield forward, forward, and everything was fine. <laughs> but this is, this shit's strong now. You know, you know, this is not yeah. something, it's not recreational joint when you were a kid somebody pay and i hated the smell of smoke i never smoked a cigarette in my life and i hated the smell of pot it was like a dirty drug to me but then again my friends would get a drink get have some drinks and get in a fight yeah you know so it's it, i don't know what, what are we doing with this it's gonna it's gonna come up tom yeah because it's not as detectable you don't smell it on your breath it's a no, exactly here. It's, well, it's especially just, if you if they're edibles, you're just walking around with gummy bears. Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows yeah. that you're blasted. You know, like so. This is uh, something nobody talks about because everybody's shop is so goddamn perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's, it's crap. Like that's a pile. That's a pile. You know. Tie so, to you know what I don't I don't understand is that with all the science that we have and everything that's been developed over the years, they can't find a way to make that shit smell better that's disgusting i mean it's it's skunk i mean no. it, I, if it you know if, bad stuff if everywhere you go through new york or go outside a movie theater if if it didn't smell bad i wouldn't mind it at all but the goddamn smell is disgusting it's, it's disgusting. nasty yeah, it yeah. It i is. guess that's what the gummies are all about well, yeah. yeah and the the vapes they smell like white mangoes and stuff now so yeah you can flavor them right anything mm-hmm so. I'm sure that's good for you. Yeah, good. It's great. <laughs> oh, smoke another one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Just in case smoke it's not. A I like when they, I love the cigarette commercials. The lady goes, "Well, you know, see, they they took off my pinky, right? Uh, and then, then, no, then, they, then, they, then they took the other one off. Right? So she's got this nub, but now not she don't give up on the first hand. She goes for hand two, right? Uh, so she goes for the right. Now she has no fingers." No freaking toes, and she decides to stop smoking. The, I got news. You give me a hangnail, okay? <laughs> I got a big baby. But you start clipping shit off me. I don't care what fucking happened I got. <laughs> I'm out, all right? Yeah. I eat my toes. Then it, the guy goes, no, I can't I can't swim anymore. Well, you, 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 the pack, the pier. If this said, right, if this said, it's going to kill you, because the fucking pack says that, right? It's like buying a car and a window sticker says, in three months, the wheels are all going to fall off. And you go, yeah, get one for the kids. Okay. <laughs> You're an asshole. Okay. I'm sorry. They told you this shit 40 years ago, but this chick's got no fingers. She can't smoke anymore because she can't hold a cigarette anymore. Okay. No toes and a trach. That's when you decide to stop something. I'm sorry, you're getting it a little late, lady, all right? So I love those commercials because in the middle of the commercial, I always go, smoke up, that's have another pack. 
But go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize for being a. Sorry. <laughs> if the lady with the fingers is watching, my apologies. Well, she can't type any bad comments. <laughs> cell phones are another problem that we talked about. Yeah. That's another problem. It's a problem now, though, because it's like, I don't know about in the shop, but like for us, I mean, especially me, like I don't have any, after COVID, my cell phone number might as well be the office. I get more people call me on that. So like I need it on and half of my advertisers text me. So like that you need it on for. So like, how do you do that in the body shop? Like, is there a social media yeah. policy? And, yeah, and even social we, media, have CC, we have CC, we have CCC one. Yeah. CCC one need- runs through your phone. Yep. So they need it. So you can't. So we, we have a program called bubble. So mm-hmm. they, they their they take a picture in a spray booth. It sends it right to my, my, my laptop. And then I drag the photos into CCC and that's how I document the damage. So they could just say, I'm, you know, they could say anything you want, they want, because yeah. we need them for the phone also with the phone also. So, yeah. But, so uh, it's like that. It's a whole new thing. Yeah. If I had a body shop or if I had a, or I, I'm, I'm going to relate it to construction because that's what I know from my family is that I would, you know, if I was the boss, I'd be like, hey guys, if I see that phone, you're fired or put the, leave the phone in your car. That's kind of how we, we had, a, I'll tell you a story. We had a, a so my cousin used to work with us and he was the one cousin that everybody couldn't stand and he's still alive. So I don't think he's going to be watching this. He story. doesn't give a shit. Okay. That's why. He's right. Alive. Right. He didn't, he didn't care, but uh, he smoked. So my father had two partners. So he was the only one that would take this, my cousin to work with him because all, all the other uncles were like, we're not dealing with this idiot. So what he would do when in the summers, when I would work with him, is that he, he loved to smoke, right? But my father wouldn't allow him to smoke on the job. So what he would do is he'd leave his cigarettes in his car and he'd park the car about two miles away so that when he had to get a cigarette, he'd take like a half hour break. <laughs> and my father was just too nice to fire him because he'd have nowhere else to go. And he'd be sitting there, we'd be sitting there, you know, I'd be mixing concrete. My father would go, son of a bitch, son of a kid, what am I going to do with this kid? What am I going to do with this kid? I can't fire him. What am I going to do with this kid? And he just milked it till till the entire summer, and uh, that's just what I think of about when when employees utilize whether it's the smoking or the phone or whatever else that they they take advantage of us being nice to them. Mm-hmm. No, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. it I, you know, we I don't know if we know any other way. No, we don't. I I kind of admire the guy that doesn't care, and I also admire the prick. Yeah, yeah. I do because he and- just walks through life. Actually, envy might be a better word than admire. Envy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I envy a guy that that had, that has has very little conscience when it comes to firing people. You know, doesn't have to sit and explain and go in a neutral place and yeah. all that crap. And he goes, yeah. "Take your shit, get out of here." There's another guy right in front of you. He's coming. In, he's gonna have to move your toolbox. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that has to do with our uh, ethnicity? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, most Italian Americans are a little softer, <laughs> well, you know, we are, it's just who we are. It's just, we're a little softer, a little nicer, you know, don't get me wrong. You know that they, we also created that you're dead to me. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget that we have that too. Okay. Yeah. We do. Once oh, yeah. we get to that point, once we well, get to, that point, you're dead to everyone else. Because we have that in the trunk. We have that too. I don't, I can't live like that anymore. I can't live like that anymore. I refuse to live like that. You know, Lee Vetlins, before he passed, he said, try peaceful coexistence, do your best. And that was my mentor. So, 
that's, you know, try peaceful coexistence. It's easier. And he was right. So I don't do that anymore with my competition. Anybody close to me, I do my best to get along. If I can't get along, we just avoid each other. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way of doing it. Without, without holding the grudge. The grudge only holds. It only, it only rots your gut. It doesn't rot his. Yeah. You know? Nah. But I, I, I refuse to live like that. Mm-hmm. At one time, I did. Remember? I was, I was, I wasn't, that wasn't easy. And, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm embarrassed for someone. I'm, I'm, I'm out of that. Okay. Let's take a minute and talk about the sponsor of this episode, Matthews Auto Supplies. They are a huge supporter of ASP New Jersey. They're a Northeast exhibitor. They're an ASP New Jersey member. Um, they're a premier distributor servicing Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. We are so appreciative of their support. Um, they are sponsoring this episode. And if you would like to get more information on all the services that they offer, visit matthewsautosupplies.com or visit the link down below. And now let's get back into it. Hey guys, I know we all, we're all realizing this, but we're seeing a lot of guys, a lot of people selling their shops in Jersey lately, um, whether it's MSOs or just retiring. Um, they're getting the opportunity. They're getting out. Uh, Ed, as a shop owner, what do you think? It's uh, it, it's dating me at this point. So it bothers me that my friends are, you know, they're, they, you know, a lot of the shops have had enough. So I think the struggle, it, listen, at, at this labor rate and the cost of living and the cost of goods when they get to your door without the compensation, you know, you're only going to get so much, right? They, they're all controlling costs and based upon the policyholder. That, that a lot of guys have just had it, you know, they've had it. Help is tougher right now. Um, there's nobody new coming into the industry. So what do I think? I think for a lot of guys, it's just time. So a lot of guys are getting out. Yeah, a lot of my friends. Um, my one friend had a fire. Great guy, my friend show. And um, somebody came in and bought the property. Property is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's building moderate and low income because they have to fill a quota. So the properties, you know, they may not even get sold as a body shop. It gets sold a housing development. It gets sold as a, as a condo complex. And a certain percentage of that goes to low and moderate to fill the quota. So the property's worth more than the goddamn body shop is. Um, or consolidator or this venture capitalists. These guys come in with, with a, you know, a, a briefcase of money, a big check. So, you know, I, I was, I was offered to, uh, I was told that I had a buyer. I wasn't even advertising it. And I got a call from somebody in the industry. He's a broker. He's a great guy. And, uh, and I refused it. You know, I don't, I'm just not, I don't, I don't, I'm ready. But yeah, my friends are leaving and it's starting to start to bother me a little bit. You know, we lost five. I lost five guys in seven months that I was, that I was close to, but they were got big offers. Mm-hmm. So but it's different for, say, someone, aside from the way you run your business, a lot of the guys that are getting out are the kind of guys that don't live to fix cars or didn't get in the business for their love of fixing cars. They seem to be more of the type of businessmen who are getting offers they can't refuse to get back to the Romeo kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but for you, I don't think there's, a, there's an offer that you that you can't refuse because you love fixing cars and you always love fixing I, I don't fix. I, I enjoy the business. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, but you love yeah, cars. I'm working on really cool stuff right now, too. I got like Alfa Romeo race car downstairs and, you know, 
I, I got, I'm working on some interesting stuff. Like kind of a running joke around here is that when you leave, you never, no one ever leaves this industry, really. You just change your polo shirt. But some of these guys that are selling the shop or they're retiring, it's less than a year later. And, oh, now they're a paint rep. And now they're working in another shop. Even though they were they used to be the owner at the shop, now they're working as an estimator just because they, they had the itch and they couldn't stay away. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It, it's in you. I mean, if you're, if you look, um, Kenny at Union Collision and Kenny got out for a while and he, he came back to the shop to, to, you know, because he, you do it for so long and you know what you do, you miss your customer, mm-hmm. you know, you miss that connection. You know, we, we're humans. We, we thrive on that connection. Most of us okay, yeah. thrive on that connection. And you know, that that's the, the disconnect is tough for me. I, I, I'm, I need, I probably need psychiatric help for the time I put in this place. Well, but, I don't know if that's the reason. No, I know. I definitely need some, I definitely, I, I have detachment anxiety when I leave my place. I'm pretty connected to it, you know? So, but they leave because they miss, they come back because they miss it. It's, yeah. it's easy to miss when you're not pretty. Plus, what are you going to do? What do you, tell me what, you know, Springsteen asked Dylan, right? Why don't you retire? And Dylan said, and do what? Very simple. Yeah. And do what? So that's how I feel. What am I going to do? Yeah. I'm gonna go to, how many, how much can you go to the gym? How many times can I shoot my, like I like to shoot. How many times can I pistol shotgun trap shoot skeet uh, my cars? Okay. Once you're done frigging around around the house and fixing the crack in the fucking foundation, you're going to go out of your mind. Okay. Yeah. Right. Once you're done painting, oh, I got a lot to do. Bullshit. Three weeks. It's fucking done. You go out of your, you'll, you'll kill you. I'll put a pistol in my mouth. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting out soon. It better be a lot of money. And I don't think it's worth that much money. <laughs> okay. It's just not, I wouldn't buy this for 10 million. You gotta be in your mind. You know? If some rich guy wants to buy it for his kid, that means I'm going to stick around and watch this kid pick his nose and get high behind the place because his father bought him a body shop. And I'm going to be throwing up in a parking lot thinking about what he did to my business. No, 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 no. <laughs> So you wouldn't be one of those take the money and run guys. You would just be like, what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy probably make it better than me, you know, because like a new brew makes a clean sweep. That's what they say. Right. So it probably may be more efficient and, you know, tighter materials. He'd be crawling up the guy's butts and screaming and yelling all day and all that shit. My screaming and yelling days are over. (laughs) I, I have no interest in fucking yelling at people. You know, it's, 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 it's not healthy. It's exhausting. You, know, you can get what you need by just pulling something to the side and saying, I'm disappointed. You're better than this. Mm. Then saying you suck. Yeah. And, you know, you're no good. You know, like that's, what do you, what does anybody learn from that? And you could always play golf. Wear those fucking bad pants. And those stupid shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that goofy white shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> they're all drunks. I hear they drink from they they drink from hole to hole. Like they started the fucking first, and they start drinking bourbon and shit. How do you fucking know that they suck? They complain about their game. Years ago, ASP New Jersey has a golf tournament every year. They've they've had it for uh, we've had it for decades, and uh, we're bringing it back this year. Actually, December nineteenth. If you want to sign up. Um, 
Go to www.aspnj.org. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> but anyway. aspnj.org to sign up. The one time that I think, believe it was me, you, Pete Cook, probably Glenville Carey. I'm not sure if Glenn was involved yet because this is, this is going back to possibly the early 90s. Citro. Yeah, it was probably Guy Citro, right? Citro. We were, I think we were up at the Playboy Club in Vernon. And uh, it, I'm pretty sure it rained and we were all wet. And being the fashion plate that you are, uh, <laughs> Mr. Charles D. Daniels, <laughs> I had to go off I on, a, on, a, on a tangent. On a tangent, there was a, pla- there was a, there was a place. There was a place in Nutley called Charles Daniels who, all right, basically, basically was. It was a what, mob. Place. I was gonna say it was, it was. It was like the tailor from the mob, right? So, <laughs> it, it, no one, no one put him out of business. The witness protection program. I swear to God, it did. As Charlie McLaughlin, it, he said it put him out of business. <laughs> So anyway, Eddie, Eddie, this is the way Eddie was. Eddie used to buy his suits there, obviously, and I'd always bust him about it. So I, I, <laughs> I made up a fax, and again, showing how long ago this was, and I faxed it to him. I said, "Is the new advertisement? This is the new advertisement for Charles Daniels." I said, "Whether you're Tony, Eddie, or Vinny, we make suits for any guinea." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the phone rings. I pick it up. You're a jerk off. <laughs> You're a jerk off. <laughs> anyway, we're at, we're at the golf tournament, and I, I think it rains, and we're all soaked. And Eddie's like, "I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting, I'm not, you know, I'm not wearing, I'm not still playing friggin' golf in, in what clothes." So it goes into the pro shop. He comes out with a t-shirt and, and shorts or whatever he's wearing. And that looks good. And we're like, "How much was it?" He goes, "I didn't pay for it." <laughs> I just put it on. I went and paid for it. I walked out. <laughs> Swear to God. We're just... I don't remember that, okay? <laughs> You're going to get a bill. Oh, those are good, good thing it's not around anymore, but those are the good times. We had, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot yeah. of fun. No yeah. doubt. But why now? Why do you think it's 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 going crazy? Property now? values. Property values. Okay. Some of it, I'd say 90% of it. Plus you got venture capitalists, you got, you got shops, you got consolidators. They only want to make eight, 9% at the end of the year, but they want to make 9% on, on 30 shops, you know, and they don't care how they're run. Some of these consolidators do not care how these shops are run. Yeah. They don't, their work is, their work is substandard. It's mediocre at best. You know, they know that they know their market and they stay right in it. There's no extra, there's no bottle of wine and we're sorry and apologies. And, and that doesn't exist. They pat them on the butt. Sorry for the problem. They, they fix things that the normal shop would just laugh at. They, they repair bumpers and they do things that shops would chuckle at. And they, the insurance companies obviously love that number because they all run to these guys. So even good companies, not the best companies, but good companies, are migrating to these shops and and they're not getting and the good shops the regular shops are refixing these cars mm-hmm. that's all they are and some of the work is is embarrassing you know let, let's let's face it every time every once in a while one slips out that's human nature i'm telling you honestly like a shop anybody that tells you it doesn't is a liar Okay, if the guy's working on Ferraris, he's going to have a bad Ferrari every once in a while where he does. It's not up to that shop standards. It's good, but not great. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. 
They do that every day. They challenge that quality on it's at the edge every day. I shouldn't say this. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not pointing out any particular consolidator, but I have experienced and repaired some of their stuff. And most shops listening to this podcast have repaired their stuff. But yet the right company runs right there. The right insurance company just right over and they sign their tier one. Oh, you got to hear the, this shit. Tier one, tier two. They're tier one. Here's the paperwork. Sign up. Now, what is it about? Customer service? No. They deliver the car faster because they'll fix any panel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their work is lousy and they just get by. They don't know what a polisher is. Okay. They've never taken a piece of 2,000, 3,000, and 5,000 Trizac to anything. They just blow through the jobs. They, it, it, it's amazing. But you know what? We It's about cost containment. Yeah. Making the policyholder keeping his costs down. That story, you know. Well, Good insurance companies go don't go to those places. Because so many of the shops these days are getting more involved with educating the consumer and making sure the consumer knows every single facet of the repair process. But it sounds like those kinds of shops, they bank on the customer not knowing the ins and outs of the it's, process. Well, we discussed this. I don't know if Mike listen, when I get a, a, a fucking shoe fixed. I don't want to know about the second layer of leather. I want to get out of there when I just stop doing that. That's what I want to know. I want my shoe fixed. Okay. When a guy comes in for the washing machine, just give me the bill. I don't need the megahertz of the fucking motor or how it didn't turn or the pulleys normally break. This is inherent to this. Just fix the freaking washing machine so I can throw my clothes in the goddamn thing and push the button. So I don't know. I think our customers want their cars fixed. They want to be kept up to date. They want a clean car back. They want a safe car back. Yep. We, and I'm not saying don't follow the rules and do a nice job. I'm just telling you that I don't talk about mills of primer, okay, yeah. and dry time. And I, I don't do that. I don't, my customer just want their car back, you know? Some, some of the consolidators or these newer shops that are buying up the other shops, I think they're hopefully kind of like let's get this out of the door and hope nobody notices like they're banking on the customer's ignorance oh no doubt no you know doubt. What I mean? if somebody fixed your car from one of those shops immediately you'd be like well these don't match the color doesn't match first of all and i've got you know fish eyes over here and you know what i mean like you would see but that's it the plan at least they yep. have a group of things they put together mm-hmm. they have certain criteria in place and this is what you get and that's they a also have track. a percentage of comebacks and it's an acceptable amount of leakage yep. from that shop. It's it's a real number. They don't. Their job is not to satisfy every customer. Their job is to make a car look clean, okay, but make sure they communicate with the customer and get the car out relatively on time. That's their whole job. And you know what? Most of the time, the consumer gets in the car, turns the key, and drives away. Yep. You know. That's that's, like, uh, that's, Whatever percent then, of bug legs and your like cockroach legs and your chocolate or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Acceptable amount of red dye number six, right? Yeah. It's, the same, it's the same shit. It really is, and it's and it's a shame. But that listen, that shop owner, those consolidators, they're gonna live to a hundred because normally they don't. Yeah, because they don't care. <laughs> you know, back to back to or the beginning part being the podcast. You call a full circle episode, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Okay, so pardon me for drinking this bourgeois friggin' water in front of you too. Okay, it's it's, it's uh, that's stupid. <laughs> I love it. 
There'd be no slander tolerated of the water yeah. bottle. I hope the neighborhood knows you got their water supply for the month <laughs> if something goes wrong. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of another Out of Body Experiences podcast. Thank you again to Matthews Auto Supplies for generously sponsoring this episode. Check them out at matthewsautosupplies.com or visit the link in the description. And thank you to Tom. Thank you to Ed. Thank you to everybody who listened and watched. And thank you to all of those listeners and watchers who are now going to tell your friends to listen and watch. So if you want to catch us, find us on grecopublishing.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you again soon. Goodbye, Ed. Good night, John Boy. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Thank Our pleasure. You. Good night, everybody. Good night. Buenasera. Buenasera. Buenasera.